0: Welcome back to the Brady Farkas show right here, WDEV, AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Just talking about the Red Sox. Now move into some local news with the guy who covers local news better than anybody. It's Alex Abrami over at the Burlington Free Press. Alex, thanks for being with us, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Brady. Well, I appreciate you being with me. You know, you wrote a really interesting piece that came out yesterday in the free press on the coaching salaries in the America East men's basketball circuit. What did you find out about how well compensated John Becker is at UVM? Uh, he's very well
1: compensated. And um, you could argue it's it's rightly so, given the success of the program uh, in his tenure. He's now in his his 10th season. They've been to the they've won, I believe, five outright uh America East regular season titles. They've been to the NCAA tournament three times. Uh, they lost that chance, of course, last year with, yeah. with COVID 19. That could have been the, the their fourth. And um in that time, like he's like like any like any successful coach in college basketball or college football or wherever, like if you keep having success, you're gonna make more money. <laughs> and um Last year, or I guess the past two seasons, his bonuses have added up to $245,000. Hmm. And um, what was unique and what got me onto the story, because I, I sort of knew how much he made. I mean, it's public record how much he makes in, in base salary, which is uh, 334K. Um, but we, we heard early in, in January that he got paid out in bonuses of two, of like 240, 240K for hmm. the past year. And that seemed pretty high. And we, so we sort of looked into it. We asked UVM for for some contract details. And well, what happened was um, he made like 127K um, last year. The year before he made like 117, but it got paid out in the same fiscal year. Okay. Just in, uh, apparently some administrative thing with UVM. It, one got paid at the start of the 2020 fiscal year in um, in August. And then the other one got paid at the end like June 30th, like the last day of, of that fiscal year for, for the next year. So that's why they got lumped together. And it looks like he got paid all this money um, in, you know, for one year, but it was really two seasons worth of bonuses
0: that he got paid out. Um, are those bonuses, are those bonuses tied to just straight wins in a season tournament appearances? Yeah. What are they all tied to?
1: So I'll backtrack a little bit Um, about after they, after they went, pretty much undefeated, well, undefeated in the regular season uh, against America East opponents in the 2016-2017 season. Um, then And then they beat Albany in the final, and they went to the NCAA tournament and beat, or I'm sorry, and lost to Purdue in, in, a, in a close game. He After that, he was sort of like sought after um, yeah. in, in coaching circles and coaching openings. Uh, he, and obviously he stayed here in, in Vermont, and he renegotiated his contract. Um, and that's where additional incentives were, were placed into his contract, uh, a revenue generation bonus, uh, an academic achievement, uh, a coach of the year got added. Um, and, and the one that sticks out is the revenue generation bonus. And that's basically like the guarantee games that he gets mm-hmm. um, the school to play in. And then he gets a portion of that 50 uh, percent he gets with a cap of 82 grand. So, um, so like, 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 like last year they played Cincinnati, they played at Virginia. So when you get those big time games and you get money to come to back to the school, he's going to get a piece of that. And I think hmm. that's where, that's where the, the, um, the bonuses started to get up a little bit. And also cause they're really good. So like, um, uh, last year, technically they won the, um, tournament, the America East tournament, uh, because it was given to them, um, by rule from America East the top seed if the championship game is canceled forever for whatever reason the top seed gets or the highest seed remaining gets the uh, the automatic bid from the conference yeah um, hmm. and uh, so for from that he gets he got 20k alex, coach year, oh go ahead keep going alex Co- coach of the year he got he got 10k hmm. so um, so because they're really good and and they continue to be the top program in the in the conference, and he keeps winning coach of the year, he, those bonus incentives are going to trigger and he's and he's going to get
0: more money every each year. they they continue to be good. Alex Abrami, Burlington Free Press with us here on the Brady Farkas show on WDEV, AM and FM and WDEV radio.com. It's a two sided coin. I hear what you're saying, and that these bonuses, some of them are, you know, at least now where the program is quote easily attainable, but on the other side of things, they've been so good. Should it all be tied to performance? Because base salary-wise, he's not the highest-paid coach in the conference, as you reported. No, he's – I mean, he's uh, out of the – so there's 10 – now
1: there's 10 teams in the conference with the uh,
0: – um, NJIT edition.
1: NJIT uh, came in this year. So he's technically – in. just in base salary, he's fourth out of nine coaches because we don't have Hartford's numbers because Hartford's a private institution. And they didn't have to respond to the, the public records request, so we don't know how much John Gallagher makes. Um, mm-hmm. so he's in base salary, he's fourth, but in total compensation, he's second to Ryan Odom. Uh, Ryan Odom is first in base salary, and then he has um some other incentives as well that gets him north of f- 500k. So, um, so he, yeah, he most successful coach most successful program of the last 10 years and he's not the highest paid but he's still very well compensated uh for his uh performance
0: you know off your story now a couple of things i want to just kind of uh, go kind of whip around with you i have speculated on this i have no knowledge of this but um the boston college job is open and i have said that boston college should call john becker and if they call he should listen um, do you think that if Boston College came calling, that's an appealing opportunity for Becker? I,
1: I do. I think it's a, definitely an appealing opportunity. I mean, it, it all depends on what he wants and what bus, Boston College wants uh, in its next basketball coach. Um, I also know John likes it here. Uh, he's built something. You know, they're still waiting for that arena. We all know that's that's sort of on the back burner, considering what's happened with um, with COVID over the over the last over the last year, and they've Delayed um, securing the funding necessary to, you know, restart that phase of the construction, uh, but they're hopeful that that eventually will will come through. And I know he wants to see that kind of, you know, like that's sort of been something he's been he's been campaigning for and and wanting for this program to go to the next level. Um, but then, you know, at the same time, if you get offered a job at that level, well, why would you turn it down? But that's going to be a that's going to be a tough job to get because there would be many other people in the yeah. mix for that. But yeah, he's his name has, has been tossed into that. I've seen that in several places. I saw his name pop up for the Penn State job. Mm. So you, you don't know. Uh, I think some of that stuff won't be obviously that stuff won't be settled until until the springtime.
0: Give me a quick take on what it is like to cover high school sports now in this winter season. Fanless high school sports. What's the experience been like?
1: Uh, it's I, I think it's been it's been good. It's, it's definitely strange. Um, You go to a game and there's, there's really no one there. It's like a scrimmage in in a lot of ways, but it's, it's very um, well executed scrimmage and everything about it looks like a game, but with no fans, it really changes the atmosphere. Uh, And then in some gyms, like you just look like, like in in Essex, they have basically three courts. It's one of the bigger gyms in the state and it's, it looks really big when there's no one in there. Um, but there is a plus side because when you can't get through a game, almost every game is, sh- is being streamed, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's on the national Federation, uh, website, um, whether it's NSN sports, um, I think your radio station might do.
0: WDEVradio.com
1: baby. That's it. So There are a number of ways to either watch or listen uh, to your favorite high school team. Uh, and I think that's, I think that's something new that's come out of this. We've had games online before, of course, and games being, you know, uh, broadcast on radio. But now we have almost every game in the state um, online. And I think that's maybe that's something that stays in, in the future
0: well. And if you want to uh, learn about your favorite high school team, you can do so in the Burlington Free Press from Alex Abrami. And uh, Alex, man, we appreciate the time, the perspective. Great work on the uh, John Becker story. And uh, as I get towards the end of this show, uh, I'm already digesting things that I want to say for tomorrow's show. So Alex, man, I appreciate it. and We will uh, talk to you again soon.
1: All right. Thanks, Brady.